Hey, thank you for tuning in for another episode of The Nipur. This week, we have our first guest, Mr. Jesse Stewart, founder and CEO of Alexander James Bourbon Whiskey. So, sit back and relax and grab your drinks, and we hope you enjoy the show. All right, we're live, baby. Hey, welcome back to the Neat Poor Podcast. Nick is here. And Shalonda is here. And we're here with episode 63, I believe. And we are also here with a guest for the first time ever on the Neat Poor. Yeah, this is pretty exciting, man. We'd like to welcome our very first guest to the show. Uh, he is the CEO of Alexander James Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Yeah, so welcome, Jesse. Hello, Thank Jesse. you for having me. Wait, I didn't know that I was the first. Yes, can you hear me? Yes, you are the first. So thank you for being our very first, v- especially VIP guys. Uh, we are excited uh, about to hear your story and to try your product. So let's jump right into it. Awesome. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we like to um, we like to celebrate uh, black owned businesses on this channel. So our very first story with a featured guest was uh, Ray Walker. Uh, he's with uh, St. Cloud, St. Cloud uh, oh, yeah. Bourbon That's Whiskey. Right. So, but it wasn't an, um, it was like a 15 minute interview that ended up making its way to, uh, what do you call it? With pictures and words. It made it Story. to a, it made it to a feature post. <laughs> it made it to a feature post. It didn't make it to the actual podcast. So yeah, this is our very first, uh, very first audio podcast with, with, uh, with a guest. So, so thank you for joining us, man. Um, first no of problem. All, I'm honored. <laughs> congratulations, man, on the brand, uh, Alexander James. Um, you seem to be making waves. You guys are all over the place. Um, and it's, it's actually pretty impressive stuff, man. Just the whole, the whole idea of, you know, launching a bourbon and then seeing people really re- respond to it the way they have been. Um, how long have you, how long have you wanted to do this project? Like when did, when did this idea first start for you? So something that I, I kind of just thought of the other day, I was watching a podcast with Dame Dash and I'm 30. So I kind of grew up around the time of the Rockefeller era. And I just remember seeing Dame Dash in the, in the video with his Armadale vodka. And I'm just this little kid. I had never had liquor before. But I'm like, you know what? That's going to be cool. Like, one day I want my own liquor. So somebody's in the video doing a dance with the bottle. So mm. that I think that's kind of what started it. But uh, fast forward some years, um, both of my grandfathers, uh, they were best friends. My parents have been married uh, for a long time. They were high school sweethearts. So Naturally, my, both of my grandfathers were, you know, they became best friends and they were both whiskey drinkers. And uh, those guys, when they would drink whiskey together, it turned into story time. So um, just for years, I would just watch them drink their whiskey and tell stories until I got old enough to drink with them. And one day I was just sitting there drinking whiskey with them like, you know what, I'm going to make my own whiskey one day. And uh, to fast forward again, um, about four years, ago, a little more than four years ago now. My wife was pregnant and we came up with uh, my son's name, Alexander James Stewart. Um, The Alexander James just kind of stuck out like, you know what? That's the name of the whiskey because I I had been wanting to do it and I was doing some research and everything. But uh, that name just kind of it rung a bell and it just stuck with me. So it's been about um, about a four year process from inception to, you know, product on the shelf. Oh, wow. So what so far has been like your biggest hurdle to jump over jumping into this industry? Because we hear it's so many different things for people. So what was yours? You know what? This is going to sound really bad. I don't 
really I haven't I don't I hope it never comes, but I haven't really ran into any issues. Maybe the uh the government approving the label. Mm-hmm. Um and it really wasn't like they didn't reject it a bunch of times. It just made me um change the color of my general surgeon warning. That was literally it. Like I haven't really had any issues. Um I guess I am so I own my distribution company. So it's moving a little bit slower than other companies probably move, but it's kind of my fault because I'm moving at my own pace. So I guess that would be my biggest hurdle right now is just getting getting uh, Alexander James into all of the uh, stores and bars and restaurants that I wanted in. But it's still kind of on me. Um, so it, it's been a, it's been a blessing. So I guess my biggest hurdle to answer your question, to make myself answer the question is um my reach right now isn't as wide as I would like it to be as far as being in all the bars and stores and restaurants that I want to be in. Now, now this is a Chicagoland based spirit. Um, where are you from? Like, where'd you grow up? Uh, South side of Chicago. I am Chicago through and through. Um, yeah. So everything I do is for Chicago. It's Chicago inspired. So uh, yeah, I'm a local guy. Yeah. And I like the approach. Um, when you go to the website, you can see a ton of locations that you can find a product. And I like the the it kind of feels like a boots on the ground approach. Right. Like because there's over like 60 brands and it's everything from like, you know, Benny's and these stores that are all over the place to some of these spots. You know, if you look on your website or, or look on your IG, some of these spots, they look interesting to me as a as a destination as somebody who just likes to just wants to go out and drink. And I'm like, man, this guy's finding like He's not targeting one type of venue. He's like all over the place pushing his product. That's pretty interesting. Exactly. And that was my goal is to broaden the horizon of, horizon of drinkers because typically um, African-Americans, we don't really drink whiskey too much. Right now, the popular uh, drinks of choice are cognacs and tequila. So that was very strategic on my end too. To do a bourbon because of the whole, it's, it's so many, well, not, my first uh, product is bourbon. I'm going to release a rye whiskey, God willing, this year and a couple other uh, types of whiskey. But whiskey is so many different options and types where that, that you can dive into. So that's why I wanted to do a whiskey. But as far as my locations, I want my uh, bourbon to be at any kind of venue where if you just want to go and chill and, and have a, you know, a serene drink with a friend or your, your spouse. And it's chill. You don't see too many people. I, I'm in venues like that. If you want to go somewhere where you want to hear some music, watch the game, you know, venues like that. But I just I'm, I'm targeting all walks of life because I know me personally, I have different moods. Sometimes I don't really feel like being bothered with a lot of people. So all the uh, <laughs> sounds like somebody it, I know. <laughs> I strategically, you know, it just it like I'm a I don't want I don't think I'm a moody person. I hope I'm not a moody person, but you know, certain times you just want to drink in a different type of setting. So. Yeah, no, I, I hear that. Um, well, Shalana's already made a cocktail with it. Yes. So I do oh, good. <laughs> I do these cocktails of the week and I try to do them to where they're easy to make. You're it's not breaking a bank and you don't have to have some ex, you know, extravagant ingredients. So, but I did one last night and it turned out to be really good. Um, I'm calling this one Black of the Berry because I use some blackberries in it. And I'm going to okay. send you the recipe and also post it on the, we're going to post it on the website um, between tomorrow and Tuesday. So I'm really awesome. excited for this. <laughs> and then So I'm typically not a mix. I'm sorry. Huh? 
Yeah, I, I'm not a mixed drink kind of guy. I really don't like mixed drinks too, drinks too much. But, you know, making the whiskey, I knew. So I launched it on my 30th birthday this past October. And I had all my family and friends there. And I'm like, all right, everybody's not going to drink this straight. So you need to come up with some mixed cocktails for people to, to enjoy. And it's funny, as time progresses, I'm starting to like mixed cocktails more and more. So I, I've got some crazy stuff that you would never think of to put with with whiskey. Um, I'm also working on, I guess this will be an exclusive. I'm working on like a, a recipe book for Alexander James mm. with drinks and, as well as food and like uh, desserts. Oh, wow. That sounds interesting. Yeah, people do. Yeah, because I mean, you can do so much with bourbon. I've, I've made, you know, salmon glazed bourbon. I made bourbon uh, barbecue sauce. One of my aunts made a bourbon pecan pie. So it's just a whole bunch of different things. Yeah, that has been right on my alley, especially during the pandemic. Like I made pancakes, cookies, brownies, just cooking all sorts of bourbon and whiskey, you know? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, people do need to be told what to do. Or the power of suggestion. If you see it, then you'll be inspired to do it. Like we often have talks about what do we make? What do we cook? What do we Mm -hmm. buy? If it was all in one place with a product we already have, it makes total sense. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to talk, um, about the, your relationship with, uh, tell us about your relationship with, when you turn the bottle over Mount Prospect, Illinois, uh, two Eagles, tell us about, you know, how you, how you came across two Eagles. Cause this is a learning, this learning curve for a lot of us, right? Like, uh, the Alexander James brand and two Eagles as a location. I didn't know that existed. Uh, tell us about your relationship with two Eagles and how you guys uh, came together to collaborate. So to be honest with you, when I kind of just buckled down and said I wanted to do the whiskey, I cold emailed like probably not exaggerating about 50 to 60 distillers um, just literally at like three in the morning just was emailing people telling them, hey, uh, I'm looking to make my own whiskey, you know, X, Y, Z, would you be interested in helping me do it? And um, ironically, a gentleman by the name of Jesse also at uh, Two Eagles Distillery in Mount Prospect emailed me back. Um, we talked on the phone and he invited me to his distillery in Mount Prospect and, you know, tried a couple samples and talked about some things. And we just kind of hit it off. And it was just a I don't want to say I, I would like to think we're friends now because we're we're in this pretty deep. But um, it just it everything was like very organic and natural between us. And we have a lot in common that sometimes when I go and talk to him, we don't talk about liquor at all. We sit up and talk about our kids. Both of our sons have the same first name. His son's name is Alex. My son's name is Alexander. We have the same first name. We just have so much in common. So it just uh, after reaching out to him and I met him, it just became a very organic relationship. Um, And he just honestly was one of the few people that got back to me, to be kind of frank and honest. A lot of people either uh, blew me off or didn't reply. So it kind of was like destiny, I guess. No. I, yeah, I hear that. Um, and then we, I, we we go to the Burbs a lot. I mean, uh, microphones up in Mount Prospect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we take, you know, because we're on the far north end of Chicago, but we are from the south suburbs. So we often find ourselves leaving Chicago and, you know, to go to different suburb areas. So then when we when we see something in a location we're familiar with, but don't know much about, we're like, well, tell us more. Tell us more. Like we have this. We just have a very curious nature about all the things that happen in and around the city. So that's pretty cool because that puts that on the map for us. We had no idea that um, that Mount Prospect was just telling. So, the, you know, for sure. Yeah. Two Eagles, they make some really good products, too. They have uh, 
They have a, a couple vodkas. They um they actually do um devil's sister whiskey. They have a peach as well as it's one other flavor. I can't think of it right now. But um devil's sister, I think they've been around for a minute. So uh they they have a, a couple pretty good products. We're working on some some other stuff too that I guess is another exclusive. I'm working on another spirit um that's not under the Alexander James umbrella um that I've been kind of working on for the lab about a year now. So hopefully by the end of the year, that'll probably be out also. Oh, wow. So I you know I just lost my train of thought because I surely had a question in my head as you were saying that it just- I'm kinda... sorry. <laughs> you guys, um... Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I was wondering, you know, we went to Louisville and we tried uh, Bo, uh, Bro Brothers, right? And then we mm-hmm. tried- um, we tried guidance guidance mm-hmm. is a Tennessee brand, but they, you know, they, I think they source from Iowa mm-hmm. and, um, you know, even uncle nearest, right. Some of the younger uncle nearest stuff, this, this, um, well, a, we, we really excited about the fact that, you know, these are, these are black owned brands, but then also there's a, um, I think they're all kind of like, they're really forcing us, not forcing us. They're really allowing us to kind of appreciate the process a little bit more because these are all, you know, spirits that are either, two to four years old. Right. And in most cases, right. We wouldn't, we wouldn't go out of our way to seek out those products, but in this case we are, cause we're excited about them. And then, you know, it brings us closer to the process of bourbon. Right. I wanted to know from, from your standpoint, was that, is that strategic on your, on your side? Like, Hey, we want to, we want to have something that, you know, that is in this time period, two to three years, so we can get it out right away. Is that part of the strategy or did it just kind of happen or how did that come about? To be honest with you, I got antsy and I didn't want to wait anymore. Um, the goal was for uh, to do it at four years, but I um, I turned 30 last year and I'm like, you know what? I don't think there's a better time to launch my whiskey than my 30th birthday. You know, that's kind of like the, you know, uh, the transition to a, a new decade and the maturity and all of that. So. I, I, fig- I figured it was no better time. Like I said, my goal was four years, but I got really excited. And um, I saw a couple other brands doing their thing. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm missing out on all the fun. So I kind of just said, forget it. Um, it, it. And it turned out really good. So, so it, it all worked out exact. It, it, it went the way it should have gone. Um, if I would have waited, I'm pretty sure it would have been a little bit better. I I like it. A lot of people seem to like it. I am going to try my best to um, put out some four-year stuff uh, on my year anniversary as some limited edition type stuff. But uh, yeah, my my goal was to do, my original goal was to do a four-year and and then an eight-year and then God willing, you know, a 12-year. But that's way down the line. But um, I think the the three years doing really good. So my next goal is to do a three year, a five year, and then maybe like a 10 year. Yeah, no, I hear you. And I think, um, you know, uh, we brewed a beer up in the suburbs recently and we were talking about journeyman distillery up there and journeyman, they use these, uh, I think it's a 15 gallon barrels and their agent It's a much smaller barrel and they're aging for six months. Right. And they're, they're putting out products in smaller barrels that come out in six months. So, I mean, I think as a consumer, you know, we could, we all get kind of caught up in these, you know, the hype around bourbon and then, you know, some of these bourbons that are, you know, older in age, but I'm like, that's kind of, that kind of gets away from what the category is. Like if the category is going to grow, people who enjoy bourbon need to understand, you know, 
the two to three year window so that they can appreciate that window on its own and then grow from there. I think it's important to have these brands out there so that we can all go back and explore those. Right. And then kind of have like a rounder conversation about what it means to like bourbon. I think so. I think it's actually pretty cool that you came out with this statement and this bottle because this bottle looks great. And it's like it's kind of it's, it's, it's a teachable moment for all of us, you know, like it's, it's good. But then we're also learning, too. So it actually right. it's actually working out. Yeah, you use the word right now. You know, it's a lot of bourbon hype and, you know, it's a bourbon rush right now. So people do kind of get caught up in the whole, oh, this is only age, this amount of time. So it's not going to be as good. I'm, I don't want to be mean and talk about other companies because I'm not that kind of person. But I've tasted some stuff that's aged a long time and it was trash. I've tasted some stuff that was very, quote unquote, like immature as far as the aging process. And it was a really good product. So I, I think it's just it depends on your your mash bill. It depends on, you know, the climate, all of that. So if, if you have a good product, I don't care if it's one year or 100 years. If it's good, it's good. So I don't I don't think people should get caught up in the whole age thing. If the product is good, it's good. Yeah, I agree. I think age just tells it's just part of the story. I totally agree with that. Um, yeah. So so um, so what's next for you, man? I mean, you've got. You've got your name out here. You've got this. You've got this. This really good bourbon on the shelves. Um, what What does the future hold for the Alexander James brand? Oh, uh, the future holds for me. Uh, well, for Alexander James, I'm sorry, not myself. Uh, I, I do plan on expanding out of state. Uh, hopefully by the summertime. Um, just getting in more stores and restaurants and bars in the uh, Chicagoland area. Making my way downstate Illinois. And just uh, start making waves in a lot of the, uh, how do I say this without coming off the wrong way? A lot of the the major cities that have a very black presence, the um, you know the Houston's, the Dallas, the uh, D.C., the D.M.V. area, um, you know all the places where we are heavily represented, and just you know share my product and share my passion of whiskey with with those people in those areas, and not to you know leave out any other cities because obviously I would love to be in all 50 states, but, um, you know, I just want to focus on just getting product to those places that are, um, that have, you know, empowering, uh, black people and black people that want to, you know, share the joy of spirits. Yeah. I hear you, man. And, and it's an inspiration, man. Um, do, can you recall any places locally where you rolled the product out and you just remember it being a killer time? Like what have been some of your favorite activations or, or events so far in the, in the early, in the early stages of, of Alexander James locally? Um, so I just realized that it's only been five months. It seems like five years since I've been on the market. But um, one of my favorite moments, to, to name a few, is obviously my first day on the market uh, was October 30th. I did a tasting at Kenbark Liquors. And big shout out to them for taking a chance on me because I, um, I wanted that to be the first store that I was sold at because it is Black-owned. And I did a tasting and to just see the look on strangers faces that have no clue who I am, uh, you know, anything about my, my whiskey to see them enjoy it and then, you know, purchase it, spend their hard earned money on my product. is It was extremely humbling. And I still every time, you know, somebody posts a bottle or reach out to me via email or direct message on social media, I kind of like tear up a little bit because these are people that I don't know. I have a really big support system with family and friends, but to, to hear a stranger or see a stranger say that they like my product is, is like something that I can't even explain. 
So uh, the the Ken Bark tasting, obviously, because that was my first day on the market. Um, another moment that stands out was I did a whiskey tasting at uh, what was the name of the Station Chicago? I forget uh, the venue, but it was a decent amount of whiskeys in attendance, and it seemed as if I was one of the more popular uh, whiskeys there. People were coming back to the table and sending people over, which that was pretty cool to once again be around a group of strangers that don't know anything about me or my product, um, you know, rant and rave and to see them, you know, once again, post on social media and reach out to me, telling me that they're, you know, they're glad they 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 were glad that they met me and that they're telling all their family and friends about it and, you know, just them purchasing a product. Hell yeah. Yeah, man, you're creating a community around drinking in areas that, yeah. You know, Remy, like my like my like my brother would say, Remy first, Hennessy second, right? So in a lot of these places, and you're you're kind of expanding this conversation about in in these areas, which is actually really cool, man. I, I salute you, man. It's been, congratulations on this so brand. Good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Another, I, I got to throw in one more one more fun moment for myself. Um, I always find a way to shout out other brands, uh, people that I know support me, and people that I, I'm genuinely a fan of. Um, I just want to shout out John Basile Tequila to Black Owned Tequila. They're uh, some Chicago guys. And if it wasn't for them, I kind of got to backtrack. If it wasn't for John Basile Tequila, I wouldn't have done Alexander James because I wanted to do it, but I was nervous and I was afraid. And I talked to one of the owners and he said, there's nothing to it, man. Just do it. And that, you know, was like the last little Kickstarter for me to do it. But um, another fun moment for me was um, I co-hosted a Kanye West viewing party for his documentary on Netflix oh, right on. at uh, Williams Inn with Morris Beer. And the first time I had Morris Beer back in like December, I drank it side by side with my whiskey. And I'm like, wow, this beer actually pairs really good with Alexander James. Like, oh, and I'm just a, a huge fan <laughs> of the beer. With Morris, with, okay. uh, with the Morris, right? Yeah. Yeah, Morris Beer. And then I got home that night and for some reason, uh, the drink, the Boilermaker was on my mind. So I poured a shot of Alexander James in a pint of uh, Moore's, their IPA, and had like an aha moment. And we debuted that drink, our collaborative drink uh, at Williams Inn for the Kanye West documentary. So to see people enjoy that drink, it was like amazing because the guys, they tried it for the first time on Super Bowl. And I had been telling them like, hey, man, I got a drink for both of us, you know, that we can market together. Like, I'm on to something. And, you know, I had been hyping it up and I was nervous, like Super Bowl. The guys got a chance to try it. And they looked at me like, dude, you're right. This is really good. So to see their reaction and to see people be able to, you know, combine a beer and a whiskey that's both from Chicago, both black owned. That was a really cool moment, too. That's cool. So are you also a beer guy? Because we're also in the beer, the craft beer industry as well. (laughs) You know what? Justify drinking. Yeah. So I was a, I drank a lot of beer, Mm -hmm. but I don't really work out anymore. So I try not to drink too much. And I had gone like maybe four or five months without drinking beer. And then I had more. So definitely I've relapsed. I drink, I drink more as beer. Not to, I I love, I love a lot of other beers, a lot of the craft beers, but I drink more as beer every single week like at least three days a week like and it's not because i know those guys i was a fan of their product before i even met them but yeah i I do drink uh i drink a lot of moore's beer oh that's cool i haven't met them personally yet one of these days i want to catch up with them um 
since now that we're getting back out and about post pandemic, you know, what whatever this is starting to look like. So I hope to catch up with those guys uh, pretty soon. I met one of the guys from Funky Town. They have pretty good beer as well. They're also they black do. owned. So like we're mm-hmm. like, so we just try to support as much as possible, push push products as much as possible, you know, to, to you know, to support our people doing it, truly doing it for the culture. Indeed. Yeah, because it's not too many of us. So we have to embrace and support each other. Um, and luckily, everybody's stuff is pretty good. So it makes it easy. that I don't have to fake the funk with too many people um, because I'm genuinely a fan of their products. Like you said, Funky Town Beer um, and, and more. It's a couple other out there that I've, I've tried. I can't think of the names off the top, but I'm just happy to see us in this space because it's not too many of us. So I'm I'm super inspired and happy. I hope I can inspire somebody else, you know, that, um, you know, they were hesitant or afraid to do it. Just, just do it. Like it's, it's enough for all of us to, I, I don't only drink Alexander James. I still drink other bourbons and whiskey. So it's enough for everybody to eat. And it's just cool to see us in this space. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, this was fun. Uh, Alexander James, Straight bourbon whiskey in stores now. You can find it at your local Benny's. If it's not at Benny's, it's not worth drinking. I love that tagline. Um, <laughs> that's what they're doing. Yeah. And I think um, I think that's all we got. Is we that got. a true thing? No, that's that's, that's actually that's actually their tag. You don't respect it if it's not at Benny's. Yep. <laughs> if it's not at Benny's, uh, so I, I guess I'm I'm pretty good then because after three because I got the I got the Benny's call three weeks after being on the market. So um, I thought I knew the exact date, but yeah, I launched October 30th, three weeks from October 30th. I got a call from Benny's telling me, Hey, we want to pick you up. And then December 4th, I, um, I had like a delivery of like 21 stores. So I guess I'm legit then if Benny's, if Benny's rocks with me. Yeah. You were up here. We I picked it up at the, uh, the Everson location. So yeah, you're definitely out. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. 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 Jesse Stewart Jr., uh, thank you so much for being our very first guest on the Neatport Podcast, man. This was really cool. Thank you. I appreciate you guys for having me. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Well, I'm about to start recording because I want to run something by you before I let you go. Um, hold on a second. So, sure. Nick, where can they find you collectively? Hey, man, you can find me on Twitter at Nicosio. And you can find me at Afrobitchick individually, collectively at the Neatport. And Jesse, where can they find you at? They can find Alexander James Whiskey uh, at alexanderjameswhiskey.com, uh, Alexander James Whiskey on Instagram, and A James Whiskey on Twitter. And then my personal Instagram is Wonton Stew with the number one. So that's W O N T O N S T E W 1. Awesome. And until next time, y'all, peace out.